Hi, I'm Shannon, and for lack of a better idea, this is the Shannon's Shit Podcast, a podcast where I talk about the shit I'm going through, the shit that's on my mind, and any other shit I want to talk about because it's my podcast. I live in a tiny little town with a big ball of twine, the world's largest in fact, and I'm out to prove that I can do anything I want to do right here from Conquer City, Kansas. On this week's call with James, I dive into my feelings of anxiousness, failure, and feeling behind. And eventually we came to a realization that there is a pattern, and we identified a pattern of procrastination in both of us as we tend to approach success. Hi. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Long time no talk. What? Long time no talk. I know. Well, I hope that if you have children, they go to bed for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, uh, I, I know that that does not happen. So <laughs> I had to take the, all of the trucks away. And yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, loaded question uh, as to how I am. I feel like I'm all over the place, but I had an interesting day today and I'm very anxious. Like I've been really, I really just kind of wanted to hop on the phone with you because I felt like maybe you could just help me kind of sort some things out and and give me a little push and it doesn't need to be a long conversation, but okay. like the top three things that I'm feeling right now are like anxious. Like I am a failure and that I'm behind. And even in today, like anxious, like this morning, you know, I, what I didn't want to get like last week was all out of routine ish, which is common. That doesn't really stress me out. Like it used to, but like a couple mornings, my Fitbit was dead. So my alarm didn't go off because that's what I have yeah. my alarm on. And so that just kind of threw the mornings off. And there were a few mornings I just didn't really get alone time before the kids woke up, which just is, I don't know, just throws me off. And right. um, and then today, I, ha- I mean, I had a packed day. I had a 7.30 call with a girl like once I picked up or once I dropped the kids off at daycare at seven 30 and then I don't have to be like at work until eight. So I had a seven 30 to eight o'clock call, which going into it, I'm like, I'm not feeling my best. Like, you know, but I'm, I still pushed through and I did it. And then I had lunch today with the lady who, for whatever reason, her name just kept popping up. And like, I only met her once and I, I messaged her on Facebook last week and I said, for whatever reason, like you keep popping into my mind. And I was wondering if you wanted to have coffee or get lunch. And so we had lunch today uh, and that went really well. She just had a very calming presence and, you know, and then we thought about rescheduling tonight and it just seems like, like, that's what I do when I get anxious. Like I, I see this pattern and what I'm doing and I, it's like, I don't know how to break it. And it's, it's frustrating. 
Like, so do you see this? Do you see this coming on when the ball starts to roll and like you start to gain momentum? Do you see this anxiety kicking? Like sometimes because I guess how I was explaining it to Shannon today, the lady I had lunch with, like, I felt like I was on fire last week. Like I was making progress, like things were happening. And then this week I'm like, why aren't things happening? Like what's going on here? And I feel a lot of self doubt happening. And, you know, today my brain is kind of spinning in all these directions. Like, is it the weather? Does it matter? Like I just upped my Zoloft prescription a little bit. I'm like, is that like got something to do with this? Like, right. I don't know. And then just like self doubt. And it's just, it's stupid. Like, and my logical brain knows that it's stupid. And I don't know why I still feel it. If that makes yeah. sense. No, definitely does. Definitely does. The the other emotion, and I think like I'm anxious, I'll be honest, like Friday, I'm going to the spa for my birthday. uh, And I'm like really anxious to leave my baby, which is really kind of weird because the kid's like seven months. (laughs) But Is it the first time? No, it's the second, but he's, it's like, he's more attached now. And um, I just, have images of him screaming like the whole time I'm gone. <laughs> um, luckily, my mom is going to be handling that, so it's not going to be my husband. So I don't have to deal with. Like, okay, I was, <laughs> I was just going to ask. No, Drew, I, Drew, I, I couldn't. I mean, not that Drew couldn't handle it, and not that he isn't a fabulous right. husband and wouldn't do it for me, but like you I feel like if I did, through that. If I did that, like he would leave all day on the next day and probably change <laughs> the cigarette the entire day. <laughs> um, well deserving, also. Well deserving. <laughs> and then, you know, this fail, like the failure emotion keeps coming up because I feel like. I feel like I'm failing and I have like all these things in my mind. Like I sometimes I feel like I'm failing my husband when I don't have the house picked up when I, when he gets home, I feel like last week I talked to James and he sent me this business plan template and a podcast. And I haven't even fucking like, I I've barely touched them. Like I've started both of them. And so I feel like I'm failing him because I'm like this dude, this guy took, time out of his day because he wants to help me. He sends me helpful information right. and I haven't got shit with it. And then I feel like I'm failing my kids sometimes because I'm here at home with them and I'm not present because I'm thinking about all of these things that I should be doing. And then I feel like I'm failing at, you know, this weight room project that I'm working on because there's a grant deadline February 1st. And I like, it's like, I'm just avoiding it. I'm just avoiding it. And that's like, that's, that's almost my pattern is to, when things like get like this and slightly overwhelming, I avoid the things, which is exactly why I still wanted to have this call tonight because I didn't want to avoid it. Which, which is kind of funny in a way because the audio clip that I sent you yesterday, the piece that I sent you, um, the extended version, there's a, a full section in there 
that I actually go over that specific because I see myself doing the same thing as well, kind of pulling away when things start to go my way almost. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a full section in there where I go into that, where, you know, when things start to become busy, I embrace it and I enjoy it and I lean into it. Um, so yeah, no, I essentially, I know exactly what you're talking about as far as those feelings and those, those feelings of kind of, um, anxiety and, and, you know, allowing that to kind of consume you. So how do you stop it? That's the, uh, that's a tricky question. You know, I, I think as far as the, the failures are concerned or the, yeah, with the failures, you know, those, those are things that for me, um, you know, I, I got myself into a very bad kind of position um, a while ago where I looked at getting up late um, as a failure. And I, you know, I wanted to be a morning person. I, I forced myself to try and be a morning person. And so I would essentially start my, start every single day with a failure because when I would wake up, I would just beat myself up about it and just give myself such a hard time for not waking up earlier and, and spend the first you know hour of my day, just kind of beating myself up, trying to reflect on why I didn't wake up. Why, why am I so lazy? All of these things. Um, you know, it's still something that I struggle with, but, uh, what I'm realizing now is, you know, ultimately maybe I'm just not a morning person, you know, and maybe it's okay to kind of allow myself that every once in a while and allow myself to, um, to wake up at eight or eight 30 rather than forcing myself to try to wake up at 6am every single morning. So I think, it, you know, all of that, I think a lot of it comes down to, for me, looking at it in a different light and almost allowing myself those small steps of success. Um, you know, once a week, I do get up early or twice a week, three times, whatever. Um, so rather than just looking at right here, right now as an absolute failure, it's, it's, a, it's more of a work in progress for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, to me, that's, that's helped a little bit in kind of allowing myself to relieve some of that pressure and some of that stress. Cause I think it's the, the pressure more than anything, which just compounds, creates a bigger issue and just, it creates a snowball effect and just gets terrible. Yeah. So, and I mean, as far as the, the anxiety, you know, that, that's going to continue to, to try and to fight itself into you, you know, like that's that little voice inside, you know, trying to hold you back. That's trying to keep you comfortable. And, you know, I, I something that I've learned, um, just with my brother, something that I, I do, you know, he's somebody that, you know, I've talked about it periodically where he's doesn't seem necessarily motivated. And, and I always wonder why, but one of the things that I've started doing with him um, is I, I'll send him a text about once a day 
And I'll just simply say, because right now he's working on a car. He's restoring a car. He's got a deadline of the end of April um, and he's way behind deadline. And so rather than like bombarding him with all of these things that need to get done, um, because I know what needs to get done on it. And I, so I'm trying to keep him accountable on the car and just because I know the time frame's closing in on him. I simply say, what is the one thing that you're working on progressing with the car today? So, and, and I think that really helps him kind of compartmentalize what he can do within reason. Um, you know, and, and I make sure when I do position that with him, I make him promise, not me, I make him promise himself that he'll complete that um, regardless of what it takes, you know, and, and to the, to the extent of this past Sunday, I, you know, this past Saturday, I actually talked to him and I said, what is it that you'll, you'll, what is it that you'll, uh, progress on the car? And he said, well, I, I'm going to have the end. I want to have the engine out by the end of Saturday. And I said, Josh, it's not about want, it's about what will you do? Like, what is the one thing that you will complete? Like the task that you can cross off that list. He said, I will have the engine out. And sure enough, I mean, Saturday night, yes, it was at midnight, but he had set a goal out and he completed it. So, so small victories and, and he was able to kind of make those small steps. And so I think that can help as well, you know, just creating not such large leaps and bounds, you know, yes, the end goal is there, but for, you know, for him and for me checking in with him, making sure that he's getting those small incremental steps and making, um, making those movements. Yeah. And I think the other like part of it is, is that like, I don't know it, you know, I talked about all the different kind of things and like the deadline of February 1st, kind of with like the grant application thing, which I don't even know is a possibility. Like, I just need to fucking call Shelby tomorrow morning. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I, I, it stressed me out. I drug my ass getting in touch with the superintendent. I drug my ass, like, looking at stuff. I told myself I didn't know where to start with even finding the dumbbell set that I wanted to apply for. And so then this, like this, again, this is the pattern. Like I wait till last minute and then half-ass shit and put it together. Like, I don't know. And so I think like, because that's been on the top of my mind, but I act, but it's like, I was, I'm not doing anything for it. Then like everything, like nothing else seems to be moving either because it's just that I'm so consumed by avoiding this one project. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else too. And, and I, I know this feeling like when I start avoiding things, it's almost like every single thing else that I'm trying to make progress on is I'm procrastinating. And I do that by becoming a lurker on Facebook. Like there's no reason that, you know, and I like today it took me forever to do the work that I was doing. And I was just doing nonsense, like data entry crap. And 
I don't know. It's almost like I'm watching myself go throughout the day because there's all these thoughts jumping around in my head and none of them want to line up. Yeah. And so instead of actually doing the things I know to do to get them to line up and actually still my confidence that I can actually do it, I just let them bounce around in there. And it was interesting today at lunch, like, you know, talking to, talking to this woman, Shannon, and after lunch, I kind of thanked her. I said, hey, thanks for letting me talk about myself for like an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting because she was kind of like proposing some things. And like, I feel like I was awkward as fuck at lunch today and like I said I'd only met this person one other time but I told you know (laughs) she's a believer so like I just let my awkwardness shine and I kind of here I said I feel like I'm holding back right now Shannon and I don't even know why and I was like and the other thing too is all of these great ideas that you have I automatically am telling you all the excuses as to why that's not going to work. And I said, it's almost good because when you start saying all the buts and the why things won't work, it makes you realize how freaking ridiculous you're being. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, if you focus on the buts and the whys when you're in conversation, then it removes those doubts because you, you know, if you make yourself not say them, <laughs> you can't. Right. And it's different when you're actually having a conversation and you hear yourself saying them versus thinking them in your brain and writing them down in your journal. Like it's different yeah. because you sound ridiculous because there is a receiver on the other end of your ridiculousness. Right. <laughs> right. So have you, have you done, uh, did you do, I, I, it may have been like two days ago, Rob's challenge, uh, where he went over kind of writing down everything you have to do in your head. Yeah. Over your eyes closed. Yeah. I need to go, I did you do that? that? Um, I practiced that a little bit because Mel Robbins does something similar. So I do kind of a brain dump, but I didn't do it his way. So I could probably go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, and take time to do it. I haven't proclaimed my goals to the world yet because I'm over here. Like, what the fuck are my goals? Like, I, like, I don't know them. Like, I was just going to say, I mean, I I thought, you know, like I'm pretending (laughs) like I don't know what my goals are because that's the kind of state of mind I'm in. And it pisses me off because we're in day 28 and I'm like, why am I not clear headed right now? I'm just a crazy woman. Yeah, you know, but I think what you said earlier today, kind of looking at where we are now versus where we were day one, you have made progress. I've made progress. We've all made progress, hopefully. You know, and if if we compare today to, say, five days ago, it might feel, based on perspective, based on how zoomed in on scale we are that it's a little more rocky than it was five days ago but that could also just be cut be because you've you know raised your 
kind of expectation of yourself that much higher. And so when things are rocky right now, that's only because you have higher expectations of yourself. You know, because in the grand scheme of things, from day one to now, have you seen progress? And I, th I think that's kind of one of the big things to look at. Yeah. Very true. I like, I mean, I like that because it's like, if I never would have done it, I wouldn't have pushed myself to do all these things that I probably wouldn't be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like this challenge is turning me into a freaking crazy person, but like in a good way. Good. But in a, yeah, in a good way though. Like, I'm really sick of being so damn emotional. Uh, you know, I, I, this is another analogy. I, I use this with my brother because he's, again, he's into cars. Um, but, you know, if you have in, in, and it's because he was holding back, he holds back and he just, he doesn't push himself. And so I was like, Josh, say you have a Mustang, you know, he had a really nice Ford Mustang had like 500 horsepower in it. And he got a, a, a racing, racing ticket, like a speeding ticket almost immediately after buying the car. And I was like, Josh, had you got that car and just driven it slowly never pushed it to its limits, you would have never have seen its capabilities. And yes, along the way, if you push those vehicles, if you push a car to its limits, it's bound to break and it's bound to slow down. And, and it might have a, a week of where you're kind of rebuilding it and fixing it, but you found its weakness. You found where it needs to improve. You can fix it and then push it even further. And next time it shouldn't fail there. It'll fail somewhere else, but you can fix it. And so it's just this constant progress of, or constant, I guess, story of fixing the broken portions and, and making sure that you're on track still. Yeah. And it's, you know, because we, we've kind of isolated where, you know, you, you know what it is and it's just kind of figuring out what, piece we need to fix or what piece you need to fix in order to kind of right the ship. I think that, you know, as you say that, what piece you need to fix. One concept that Kanaina has been in my head almost the last couple of weeks is like the ability to plan ahead even more kind of determines mm -hmm the success, which sounds so simple as I say it out loud, because I know these things. And that is the reason that I like put my workout clothes out <laughs> at night. Right. But right. I guess what I mean by that is, you know, I, you know, I started putting my workout clothes at night. I took it a step further and I fill up my water bottle at night. I set out my cereal in the morning. Cause like, that's what I eat first thing in the morning. And right. In business and in like my my life coaching, I think that plays a role because I've never been a planner. Like I just like to wing it, and winging it isn't good enough. And it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me nervous because it again I I'm over here and I'm like telling myself I don't know how. How do you not know how to plan something and who's judging you and what standards to whose standards, I guess, like my own. 
No one knows any different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So hanging out over here, judging myself. And I don't know, like holding back because I don't plan a message because I guess I feel like I want it to be authentic and I just kind of want to say what I want to say. But I feel like that also holds me back because then I just don't do it because I'm still waiting for the perfect time. Yeah. And by message, you mean kind of how you engage with your community or just in general? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, the thing I was thinking this morning was like, okay, I, I keep seeing people. So I invited people to like my Shannon Dusky Life Coaching business page. And over the last couple of weeks, people have like kind of slowly been accepting it here and there. And so I'll get the notification mm -hmm. that pops up saying, this person has accepted your um, invite to like Shannon Dusky Life Coaching. And I'm like, what value are you providing, Shannon? Like, right. it's inconsistent. And like, the other thing too is I feel like I'm providing maybe not value, but like, I almost feel like I'm oversharing that I'm being too vulnerable because I'm like, who wants to hire a life coach who clearly does not have her shit together? And like, are you only just sharing <laughs> stories to like compare or are you actually providing value at the end where, where it's like, okay, I, I have overcome this. And so can you, and right. I don't know, like, you know, one of my goals at the very beginning was I want three paying clients by in the first quarter and it's freaking February and I don't have that. And I don't know, like, I question if that's an okay goal because I'm like, is that coming from a place of scarcity because I want to make money and prove to my husband that like, this is an actual thing and that I can actually help people. And like, am I worth that money that I'm asking for? Like, these are all the thoughts that are filtering through my brain over the course of the last like three to four days. And it's irritating. One of the, one of the consistencies that I'm, seeing just in this conversation that's kind of underlying all of this is procrastination because even there talking about getting your three paid clients you know in the back of my mind i'm thinking oh well she just talked about how she procrastinates on virtually everything so subconsciously you might just be pushing it off because you're procrastinating it the problem is consciously you're telling yourself this isn't working because I don't have any yet. So it's just creating a, a bad cycle because subconsciously it's like, oh, it'll work because I'll get them eventually because I always do everything last minute. So trying to, you know, again, going back to resolving procrastination, I think is in kind of planning things out is kind of the big picture here. The problem is trying to figure out how we do, you know, because <laughs> again, you know, I, I know exactly what you're going through in that sense, because I'm right there with you. You know, I, I pushed so much off to the very last minute. So I, I can, I can see what, you know, from a slightly different perspective where you're, where you're coming from. And you know, what's interesting as you say that, I'm um, thinking about a conversation that I had last week um, with one of the girls who's doing 80 day obsession with me. Like 
I can't remember why we got on the phone, but I was like, Hey, do you want to have a conversation about it? So we hopped on the phone for like an hour and I just like helped her the best that I could and ask her different questions. And I think she, I think she was just asking like, Hey, I'm curious, you know, to hear kind of what life coaching is about this and that. And so we hopped on a call for an hour. I helped her the best I can. I felt like we had an amazing conversation. I didn't even push anything. And at the end of it, she's like, Hey, would you mind sending me like your agreement and stuff? I think I'd be interested in working for you. Like I didn't even ask for anything. I, you know, well, and I, was we, having, go. I was just having a conversation about it. And so I think I just need to get back to the, let's have a conversation. Like, can I help you? Like, yep. you know, and that's always been my thing where I don't want to focus on the money because I do feel like that comes from a place of scarcity. And I know that I need to like focus on helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found such joy in that, in that conversation that we had because I could hear her making those breakthroughs and right. I did feel confident that I could help her. And Yeah. So whatever ha- what happened with that? Um, I think, I mean, she's still, I-, I sent her the information and, you know, I don't really know if coaching is a thing where you follow up because I don't know. I'm just, I just wonder about that because it's like when someone is ready to be coached, they, they're going to come to you. And until that time, right. they may not be ready. And, you know, Mildred explained it to me when I was working with her. Um, she said, you know, our sessions always start with you calling me first, because that shows me that you're ready. Right. You know, and, I'm never going to reach out and, and call you for a session. And I, I 100% agree with that. The, I guess the problem with that is, um, making sure that you are, I guess not necessarily a problem, but I guess the opportunity with that is making sure that you're in her eyes constantly. You know, you might not contact her and say, Hey, are you ready to do this? But following up with her, following up with them saying, Hey, just wanted to send you this, like no pressure, just read this. Here's something that might help you also, you know, just like continuing. Yeah. Just kind of being almost like a little pester to her because it'll, it'll continue to, bring her back around because she's not ready until she's ready. But when she is ready, you want to be there for her. And and along the way, you can help her get ready just by kind of prepping her and sending her a few things to kind of give her those aha moments. Um, And yeah, you know, people, people love vulnerability and in real stories and know they want to know that they're talking to a human but they also want to see what they can be, not just what they are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like, can, can we continue to talk about me really quick? Yeah, no, please. No, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Please, please, please. The, and then the other thing is like behind. So the other emotion I feel like is behind because I'm behind because I've probably procrastinated 
And now I'm doing the thing where I'm trying to keep up with Rob, you know, every day, which I've caught the lives ever since I brought you that excuse and like proclaimed it out loud. Um, but now I'm like, but are you doing the work? You know, like the, um, you know, publicly announce your, your goals for the 60 day challenge. I haven't done that yet. Have you done that? Which one was that? Uh, day 26. Maybe I missed that one. What is the next one? You know what? That one did not work for me. Because, oh, that's what it was. I was watching it on my phone, but there's no audio. So I was just kind of like watching. <laughs> um, I need to go back and watch that one. Like he challenged you to say, okay, what is the next level of accountability for me? What scares me with another level of accountability? So basically like he was pushing for another level of accountability. Yeah. And I don't know what that, I don't know what that looks like for me. I think it freaks me out because sometimes when I proclaim my goals like that, like to the open public, it makes me not want to do them because <laughs> then I feel like, cause I'm a questioner and I do things for me. I don't do things for other right. people. And so I feel like sometimes when I proclaim a goal, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore because I just proclaimed it and I don't want to do it for somebody else. I'm doing it for me, not you. Well, and is there any, tell me if this is right or wrong, because I I feel I'm the same way, you know, we talked about that, but I think also for me, there's a little piece of this in my head as well. But when you proclaim those goals or when you proclaim something like that, and then people have that expectation of you, is there any piece of you that kind of, shies away from it because you don't want to let them down shies away from doing the thing or shies away from um, from doing the thing um because it's like well i i I think mine's more so like if i put it out there and i set that expectation and then i'm like i'll never i'll never be able to do that like I feel like mine's more fear based of I proclaim it and I'm like, holy shit, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not like people are expecting this of me. And that's the thing. It's I say people are expecting this of me, but I don't do things for other people. I do things for me. (laughs) Right. Right. Which again, it sounds stupid, but that's, like how I operate, I think. But I also just want to inspire other people to be like, okay, well, you can do this too. But am I I fucking doing it? (laughs) Right, right. And I think that's the big thing right there is, you know, you might proclaim it to the world and, and proclaim it to people But ultimately, like, I I think maybe reframing how you think about it, because proclaiming it, what's the what's the ultimate goal is to literally help other people. So if you proclaim it and you don't do it, that just simply means that 
you're not using your gift that God gave you and you're doing it almost selfishly, you know? And so it's like, give it up to, you know, to Christ and allow him to work through you with the skills almost just willingly. And so in a, maybe not that direct way, thinking of it that way, but you know, I don't know. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> yeah. And I think like, it almost makes me want to share my story because when I think about, when I think about my goals and a sense of like, sometimes when I'm talking to Emma and I'm telling her that God's talking to me, I sound like, like I'm crazy. Um, right. right. And when my husband gives me that look of like, okay, cool, Shannon, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what look you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, But I feel it. I can't explain it, but I feel feel it yeah and maybe it's more about proclaiming that rather than you know my goal is to build a life coaching business to let's see i wrote it down you know to, to build a life coaching business by being consistent offering value loving others showing up for god's will so i can prove to myself my husband my family and other small town women that it's possible to live God's will and do what your heart desires, no matter your circumstances. So like rather than like proclaiming that almost like this story of finding my purpose and like how I feel like God is just telling me that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, Yeah, when I when I was going through that whole uh, ClickFunnels, the 30 day challenge, um, that was one of the big things that I really struggled with uh, was that. But I will tell you, that is one of the most impactful things that you can do with your audience is not not talk about vulnerabilities, but tell your story and really get into the weeds of why you're doing what you're doing. And that is by far one of the most important things to do. Um, so I, I would strongly suggest that if, I mean, getting into the the actual story of kind of your calling and, and everything, because that, that truly connects you to why you're doing what you're doing. It's not about you know, all the, the craziness that is happening and you're overcoming those things that, yes, those are, those are elements to the story, but the true story as to why you're in this field and why you're doing it. Why am I doing it? Are you asking yourself that? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And which is which is good, you know, and that that's 
when I was, it, that was what is so difficult. And I think that's why I've been personally in such a spin because I'm struggling to find what my story is because I've seen so many different stories, you know? And so when I first launched the fit disc, it was like, what's my story? You know, what, what was my story? Why do I, why do I have this? And so I, I tried creating this elaborate story as to, to why I created the fit disc. And it was because I went through some, through a, through a really dark time with, with fitness, I had broken ribs. I had torn a or torn Achilles tendon, fractured my wrist. So I, there was I couldn't do anything, like no physical activity at all. And so I was experimenting and exploring anything and everything I could do to just lift some weight. And that's kind of how it came to. But even there, like that story was just so surface level and just you know I, I tried connecting it to some emotional pain, but it was just such a disconnected story that I, I couldn't find it. And so I, I think for me, that is one of the things that I have been struggling with, you know, and not, now that I see what my skills are, I think the excitement, this, my story comes from the excitement that I feel when I'm inventing, when I'm creating, when I'm having, honestly, even having just simple breakthroughs and uh, having breakthroughs with me and, and others and having brainstorm sessions, those, that is where my story comes from. That's where my excitement comes from. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it, the, the story's the story's important and it's good and it, and it helps keep you rooted and help keeps, keeps you grounded and it help keeps you directed and everything. So with your quick funnel challenge, did you like go live every day or what did you do for that? Um, that was one of the things that they wanted. Um, I didn't though. Like they, they wanted you to go live on Facebook or they wanted you to go um, live on Instagram or they wanted you to podcast. And so I started podcasting just because I, <laughs> I didn't want to be in front of a camera. So, yeah. um, which was good. I mean, I honestly, I, I did it for about a week. The, the problem was, um, I did everything every single day. I spent 10 to 12 hours a day on it. And I got to no joke about week three and switched, did something totally different. Why? Uh oh, little man. Why did you switch and do something different? Um, for me, I I saw a new, exciting, fun. I had hit so many walls with the Fit Disc, trying to create an offer around it. Um, and, and that's that's where for me, you know, kind of having these these small breakthroughs along the path. It's it's about being in the mud, like deep in the mud, and understanding that sometimes progress goes backwards. And sometimes in order to make progress, that actually has to go backwards. And so for me, you know, I created this whole platform. I created this whole offer, everything over the course of, you know, 25 days. And it's a 30 day challenge. And I got to the end and I was like, this just, this just isn't right. I just wasn't feeling it. it 
there was nothing there that like really grabbed me. And I, I forced my way through the entirety of it. And a lot of the, the product, a lot of the fitness product was based around home fitness and based around this idea of using a, a resistance band. While in the back of my mind, I knew that wasn't um, something that was going to be able to happen because we weren't legally able to pick up product liability insurance for the disc and resistance bands. So I was mm -hmm. creating this kind of fake area, like this fake disc offer. And I'm like, you know, even if this does get built, even if, you know, even if I find it and I had it, I mean, I had this massive funnel built. I had the store, I had everything. I had the offers, the upsells. I mean, I had everything, but then I just pulled the plug on it and just pivoted really quick and just did this other, and, and it's crazy because in, honestly, in a matter of five days, I created this freelance, you know, like this, this 30 video series on how to, you know, create a freelance business and start making money on the side. And, and I did that in like five days. Mm -hmm. Now I talk about digging through the mud because the disc is something that I, you know, I, I shelved it right at that point because I was like, I hit a wall with this. It needs to breathe for a little bit. And I kept it on that shelf. And then I continued to work with it, um, engaging and talking with other people. And then finally, fast forward to about, I think it was November, like the beginning of November, when we had that meeting with uh, Fringe Sports um, about the disc. And he brought up some very good opportunities as far as how to get past those liability issues with insurance mm -hmm. and loopholes with the system and how to do it. And so, you know, I, I, I say like going through the mud. Yeah. You know, I, I could also look at it as I wasted three and a half weeks of my life to do nothing, you know, but I knew at some point that information that I kind of built would come back around and, and here we are at the point where it's like, okay, now we can use that information, use those courses that I put together, use those diet plans that I set out and, and actually sell it as a package. Now we're not doing it through ClickFunnels, it's it's directly on Amazon, but it's being done, so. Do you like to be in the mud? I think so, I think I do. And, and I think I like being in the mud because <clears throat> I like to try to clean things off so you can see it. You know, I, I think my issue is I don't like staying in the mud long enough to clean it off fully. I like to clean it off so you can see what it is and then move on to the next thing to clean off. Well, I kind of was curious about that because, you know, going back to our first conversation where you wanted to get clear on your goals because your goals were muddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that something you're telling yourself? Like, and what, what does it even look like to, for you to be clear on your goals? That's true. Like, are your goals yeah. clear and you're just telling you, yourself they're muddy? Possibly. I, you know, I, I think part of it is me potentially being scared of what my goals might be, you know? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> like 
my therapist recommended, she's like, you write down everything else, Shannon, you're a writer. Have you written out like what you want your goals to be? I'm like, no, Lida, because that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) That's a commitment, Lida. Come on. So hmm. there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, and the, the other day, you know, sitting down, honestly, <clears throat> a few nights ago, I just sat down because I've been, I had been struggling, like I told you, I'd been struggling creating those visualizations and really figuring out what that looked like. Um, and I mean, I sat down, I just put on some, I've got this track, this is like, it's like a 45 minute uh, audio, just like a thing I downloaded on iTunes. It's called like Awaken the Third Eye. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. But it, I mean, oh. it's good, just like basic sounds. And it, and it honestly, it, it's probably really, really to good. the third eye chakra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I seriously, I turned off all the lights. I even dimmed my computer screen. I put in head, put on headphones, noise canceling headphones, and just turned it up where that's literally all I heard. I couldn't even hear myself typing. And I just closed my eyes and I just started envisioning something. But what was interesting was this time, rather than trying to articulate the vision before I saw it, I basically just acted as though I was following myself in this visualization, in this dream, and kind of just typing what I saw myself doing. And ended up writing, you know, four to five pages of just this like, Honestly, the time frame in this kind of visualization would not have been more than an hour or an hour and a half. But I mean, I was detailing everything, you know, the sounds that were coming in, me looking out the window from this loft space where I'm running, you know, this product development team for the FitDisc, you know, evolving products. And I've got these five or six employees that are just kind of hanging out, drawing, designing, developing walking home it's this whole long process but it ended up only being probably an hour hour and a half at the most but it was just so interesting because i was able to look at it in a different way because i had been hit that roadblock of you know i don't even know what to i don't even know how to visualize this but instead of forcing the the writing i just kind of just let myself live in this space for a little while and everything started to construct itself around me. And then I just start, kind of followed that with the writing, with the typing, just kind of. So it it honestly helped a lot. And even more than just having the story down and having that visualization, visualization down to where now I can, once I clean it up, clean the text up, and because it is just garbled. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just... Mm-hmm. You know, but once I clean that up, I'll, I'll have this continued story that I can play in my mind, and I'll, and I'll be able to see it clearer and clearer every single time I play it. Yeah, and I was say, yeah. You know, the the beauty I think more than that is how comfortable I felt immediately after. It was like a, this big sigh of relief, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, like shit, that was kind of enlightening." and comforting and, and there was one or two points in there where i'm not kidding you i actually ended up pausing it because i was like 
I couldn't visualize the house I wanted. I could, you know, because part of the right. story was me going home and getting to the front door. And I'm like, what? I couldn't see my house. And so I, I had to pause it and I just hopped online real quick and was like, okay, let's, let's look for a badass house. You know? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I, and then I found one, then I, then I immediately snapped it in my mind and I was like, okay, eyes closed. And I just went right back into it and went right back on the process. And, and I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do more of those and yeah. really explore that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like that, the clarity I had right after that was pretty, pretty nice. I didn't have anything specific, but it was just, it was almost like a relief rather than anything else. Yeah. I think I understand that. And I think the typing out makes a world of difference sometimes. I mean, at least mm-hmm. for this like original part, cause yeah, like you said, like you get to a point in a visualization that you don't even know how things are going to work or right. what they look like. Or, you know, I, I sat down and I was trying to visualize my perfect day. You know, what does it look like in a year to have, you know, an actual successful business where like, do I wake up? Do I take the kids to daycare? Like, what do I do once I do that? And like, how does that look? Like, all these things. Oh no, that... Shannon, you've you've got a nanny. You, you know, in a year's time, you've got a nanny taking care of them. You don't have to worry about taking any I don't, daycare. I don't want a nanny. <laughs> but you know, doing that, and then the other morning, I just felt like I needed to visualize. Hold on. Um, like going, like what it's like to go to Raleigh Coaching Academy. Like I applied for it. Yeah. Conversation on Thursday, and I like saw myself sitting in the airport and um, drinking my Starbucks coffee that's way overpriced, and having mm. conversations with the people next to me, and like so I visualized just that entire like trip, mm-hmm. and it's really cool. And it kind of, you know, it gets your brain thinking about what are my possibilities here. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, several different options for places to stay. Like I found, you know, I have a fellow K-Stater who lives right in Raleigh. I have an old customer who's 40 minutes from downtown Raleigh. I've, you know, Carmen, if I had to take, if I had to take Hollis, Carmen's four hours away. And I was like, Hey, come stay with me and take care of my kid while I go to this class. <laughs> you know, she's like, we could make that happen. And so like all of these possibilities kind of started like popping up because I was like, what, you know, what, what can I do? Like, what is right? What's possible? Right. And then I realized that I should, I like, if I can avoid it at all costs, I don't want to take Hollis because then I'll just be focused on him rather than having cool conversations with the random people in the airport. That's true. That's true. But. Well, any final thoughts, any goals for the next week? You know, actually I wrote some down and I think for me, and, and it's more the the next 30 days, like I feel like for me, and we've talked about it, the, the pillars that are the easiest, the diet, the alcohol, um, 
cold showers and the working out. Like those are like no problem. And I think that the journaling and the, the visualizations are big for me. So focusing on those, because I, I think the other four are just kind of commonplace and I don't even have to think about them anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But the journaling, you know, putting, giving myself more time to kind of work through those is, is key. And I th- you know, I, I force and I force myself, um, or I guess I, I look at my schedule sometimes and think, oh, I just don't have time to do these things, or I don't have time to do stuff that I have written down or I have planned out. But the reason why I don't have stuff like that is I allow myself to get preoccupied and I allow myself to ultimately procrastinate. So I think my goal for the next 30 days is to focus on those other two pillars. And then in the immediate future, the next, you know, week, two weeks is to focus on that five second rule. Um, forcing myself to get up. If I see myself stagnant for an extended period of time, because I too often catch myself sitting there and saying, Oh, just, you know, it's a little bit longer. I'm just going to watch this on my phone for a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And it just becomes too long. And so I think mm-hmm. focusing on the five second rule for me um, in the next you know, few weeks is, is my, is my goal. Yeah. What about you? I don't even know right now. <laughs> um, I gotta clear my head. I gotta clear my head. I need to. Meditate for two hours. <laughs> I mean, really, I just, I wish that was an option. I, I'm really looking forward to Friday because I'm going to take the boys to daycare. I'm going to go drink coffee. I'm going to be alone for a minute. And it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> um, I think that's something I just, you know, kind of struggle with is just getting to be alone so I can just decompress. So goals for next week or today, I'm going to go journal a bunch of shit and I'm going to do the overwhelm because I got to take things one step at a time. And then tomorrow morning, actually tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'm just going to wake up. I'm, I'm going to try something a little different where I work out first to get my brain going rather than staring at my journal, thinking about what I should be writing. So We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But Change it up. Well, for a short conversation, this lasted a good while. <laughs> it, was, it, it definitely did. That's good. But it was a good one. I appreciate your time, as always. Hey, it was great. All right. I'll talk to you. Sounds good. Bye.